Welcome, I am R.C. Carlton, and we are going to have a WrestleMania 32 recap. I am joined by one of my favorite members in IBS and a man who was at the show, Brandon. How are you today, Brandon? Doing great, man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I don't know if Delaney's going to join us or not, but we will let him jump in whenever he gets there. You were there, right? I was there, man. It was awesome. It was loud. Are you on speakerphone? Uh, I am. Should I take you off of it? Yeah, you got to get off. It's not going to be clear. It's going to sound like you're in your closet. All right, I'm here. But uh, tell me what it was like for you at the show. This was my first WrestleMania, so it was it was uh, a lot of excitement built up on the way in. Uh, we did the whole weekend, so we went to NXT. Uh, we did access, which is a waste of money. I would tell nobody. I would say nobody do that unless you have VIP tickets. Um, and WrestleMania was was off the hook. It was a good time. What was uh, sucky about access? Uh, man, access is a, it's, it really is just a lot of lines. Um, we were standing. I stood in line to get Ted DiBiase's uh, autograph in the Elimination Chamber. Um, I was there for about two hours. Uh, and then they switched, and uh, Darren Young came in, and uh, I waited another 30, 45 minutes and finally got there. By the time I did that and my wife stood in line for uh, Becky Lynch's autograph, it, I mean, it was the, five, the, the four hours of, uh, of our pass was pretty much over. So the, um, uh, the VIP folks, if you pay about, about $50 more a ticket, um, if you pay that, you get to skip the lines and go straight to those folks, and you get to sit down with a with one of the superstars that they name, whether it be Taker or Dolph Ziggler or somebody, um, off to the side and get to get uh, get pictures taken and things like that. Yeah, I could I could add. It sounds like they have a cast system, and it was there. What was the uh, what match? Well, I might know, but I'm gonna ask anyway. What match had the loudest pop of the night, or? Maybe what superstars had the what was the last pop of the night individually for an event or something happened and who had the loudest pop for entrance? Uh, I would say if you take in if we take away Stone Cold HBK and Mick Foley because they obviously when Stone Cold came in in Texas it was it was a nut house. But um, yeah, it's almost cheating. Uh, what's that? I, that's almost like cheating because it's, it's Stone Cold <laughs> and his and his own. You know, right? It was definitely that well, we would take them out because it was a huge pop. Um, my, the biggest impression for me was KO when the ladder match right off the bat. Um, everybody came out when KO's music hit, that place went crazy. Oh, wow, interesting! Yeah, I mean, was how loud pop. was it for New Day on TV? It looked it's like it sounded like New Day, they were crazy when New Day came out. Uh, they were new day. New day got a big pop too. There was uh, the whole the big box. I think I took a picture of it and posted it as a comment <clears throat> on one of the on one of the com- uh, posts. And uh, they had this huge box of bootios. <laughs> Everybody was was uh, was cheering it. And, um, them coming out of the box was pretty interesting. Uh, it was uh, uh, there. There was a big pop for those guys too. Um, when I rewatched uh, WrestleMania when I got home. Um, actually, yesterday before I watched Raw, <laughs> um, it sounded like like they were muffling the 
muffling the uh, the crowd a little bit, probably for because of the rain Triple H match at the end. But um, it was much louder in there than it was on TV. Gotcha. Yeah, I would imagine they didn't like uh, how the uh, the crowd responded to uh, Roman Reigns. Let's go through. Well, actually, the night before, because I didn't see this, so you can give your total opinion. The night before NXT, what what was your? How did you feel about that? I've heard it got good reviews. I've heard good reviews about it, rather. The best match of the entire weekend was there. Um, Nakamura and Sami Zayn. That was by far. That was probably one of my top five matches that I've ever seen. It was, it was electric. The, the, the crowd was in the match, was in the, was into the, the match the whole time. Um, every chant you could think of, these people were cheering Nakamura like he's been around the WWE and in America for his whole career. It was, uh, it was, it was awesome. Um, uh, it being, it being uh, Sami Zayn's final match also probably added a little flair to it. Uh, there was quite a bit of chance. Um, people, people were uh, were having a good time. Needless to say, you know the, the NXT crowd is a much more diehard, hardcore, you know, wrestling fan. So, so they were there. There were some special people we got to see there. Um, I would say uh, one of the problems I had, and there was actually some people that got up and left because they had some young kids, um, was the. Uh, the Samoa Joe Finn Balor um, title match at the end. Uh, they kept stopping the match because obviously uh, Joe had a huge cut on his on his eyelid, ended up having several stitches done, but he was bleeding bleeding out in there. And they kept stopping trying to clean it up. Um, the fans got a little a little rowdy and saying some interesting things. Um, and uh, a couple of the people down the down the row from us had a couple kids with them. They got up and left. But that's kind of kind of something you have to expect when you're in a small venue and um, a bunch of very uh, hardcore wrestling fans sharing their opinions. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's more of an outlaw renegade crowd, I guess, with NXT, huh? It was, it was, but it was, but it was, it was loud from the moment that the that the lights came on till the till the end. Um, as they, people were walking out and still screaming. Um, which was kind of contradictory to what uh, what was going on with Mania. I mean, people going into WrestleMania, they were hyped, man. They were taking pictures and screaming and yelling. New Day, New Day rocks. New Day sucks. Um, every chant you could think of. Uh, people pretending to be Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> it, it was pretty wild, wild, wild crowd. But coming out of Mania, it was very quiet. It wasn't. It wasn't what I expected. You know. Having been at AT&T uh, Stadium several times, when the Cowboys win, that place goes nuts. When the Final Four is over, that place is nuts. When uh, um, uh, every other event, and even concerts I go to, the place is crazy when people are leaving. I think that you know, even for me, a big Roman Reigns fan, uh, that last match really put a damper on on the ending. Um, even when I I even reserved my judgment until I got home and. Had a chance to watch it live, thinking maybe the uh, maybe the announcers helped helped really you know sell the match better on television, and it wasn't any better. It was it was pretty quiet. It was pretty slow. Um, the entrance uh, for Triple H was uh, my wife, not being a huge wrestling fan, wasn't aware that Triple H always has some, some crazy entrances. Um, but that was 
uh, she was sitting there and thinking, wow, this is really strange, and she's a Stephanie McMahon fan. So <laughs> I think I think the whole match in general was was something left left a lot to be desired. Uh, yeah, that that the thing is too, you can't manufacture uh, interest, and I'm interested in that match. And I can't remember uh, Romania in so long that I had zero interest in the main event. And I've come around the main event before. I came around to LT and Bam Bam Bigelow to get excited about that. Like I've come around yeah. to some main events, and I came around, and I think the last event that had me like that was Psycho Sid versus The Undertaker. And that might have been 13. And it's just, the whole program fell flat. It was a replay of Daniel Bryant, kind of what the way they did it, with the Money in the Bank thing. And, and just screwing him over. And it just Reigns just has not connected with the crowd for whatever reason. And I think it's because they've shoved him down people's throats. Uh, I agree with that. I think, you know, I, I think Reigns connects with the crowd. I think he his he has bad promo skills, or he did. He's getting a lot better. Um, I think he connects with the crowd, but I think that just like um, let's if we can relate it to Cena, um, you know, Cena has uh, you know people at Hall of Fame when he came to announce uh, Snoop Dogg, that place went nuts. And then you can uh, Gary Cobb also on the on the on our on IBS on the Facebook page. Um, you know, he was he was at Hall of Fame, and he said the same thing. You know, the place went nuts at, at uh, the Hall of Fame ceremony. But as soon as they realized, hey, we're screaming for Cena, the Cena sucks and started and they started booing. Um, when he came out at Mania, you know, it went nuts, and people people were happy with smiles on their face, saying John Cena sucks to his song, um, but happy about it. So I'm starting to in in being there uh, this this Sunday night. And looking around at how everybody would instantly boo every single time that uh, Roman would hit Triple H or spear somebody, anything, even when he speared Stephanie, it would people just started booing. Like everything that he does, they feel they have to boo. And the WWE missed a perfect opportunity to turn him heel at, at Mania. You know, he he could have they could have sent The Rock out there um, to congratulate him and had him, you know. Uh, Superman punched the rock as he got out of the ring, or something like that. That would have that would have pushed him over um, on the hillside immediately, and it would have been it would have been a good boo instead of a bad boo at the end of Mania. Yeah, it's got yeah, to kind of heal, but uh, yeah, that's got to happen. They're so stubborn sometimes with that when they want a guy to be there. They wanted him to be on top for two years. Heck, I wanted him to be on top when he was to get hot, but Daniel Bryan's thing kind of messed him up, and he never recovered. So we've kind of covered that match, and we flowed into that match. But my overall take, before we go match by match, my overall take of the show was that, from a, a home perspective, was that it's WrestleMania. So there's always going to be moments. It's always going to be awesome. It was too long, and they have this new formula of putting over the old guys and giving us moments, just like they did with Sting, and they had the NWO come out, and they give us these little moments that are cool in hindsight, that are cool in the beginning, but in hindsight, they're not that great because you're not furthering anything. So with the New Day's match, you, you, you don't put New Day over. Then you have the League of Nations who wins, but then you have the, the, the heroes come out, and they get no stroke from that. What was your but so that's how I felt like the show went and the same thing went and it was cool when Bray and the Rock came out when Bray came out for the Rock but in the end that's the same thing 
stars. What is your take on the overall show and my comment? Overall show, I think it was good. It was, um, you know, if you would asked me 10 minutes after Mania, I would have said it was awesome. Um, going back, watching it, I think it was good. I think they did some uh, some things that were that were, were very cool. You know, St. on Mag jumping off the cage, awesome. Um, but then they, the latter match, in my opinion, is one of the best matches of the night. There was a million spots in that match. Um, I think that they left a lot to be desired with, uh, with, with several of the matches, one being a New Day. The New Day should have won and got their pop and really got over as, as faces because they've been the hill for so long. They, they've made that full circle turn as a face, and that was their chance to just really blow up and you know set, set the ring on fire as they walked out. Um, they they could have used the three former, or excuse me, the three Hall of Famers um, in another in another fashion. I would think. Overall, I think it was a good a good WrestleMania, but there were several areas, in my opinion, that could have been better. Yeah, I I, I agree. Uh, if, if you were giving it a grade A through Z, I was gonna say A through Z, but if you were giving it a common letter grade, it's been a long day. Uh, if you were giving it a comment, a grade A through F, what would you give it? I think I would give it a solid B. I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it a C. I wouldn't give it a B plus or an A. I think, I think it was a B, um, with you know, with having one hundred one thousand seven hundred sixty three thousand people at the show setting that record and going above and beyond the uh, the Detroit WrestleMania. Um, I think is a good grade for for something when they when they didn't accomplish that much. Um, like I said, I think the Ambrose Lesnar was was slow and left a lot to be desired. Um, and obviously the the final uh, the closeout match was was not very good at all. The match, well, probably not actually match of the night. The match of the night is probably not one of the divas, but women. The women's, uh, the, the battle for the women's championship was probably the match of the night, but Shane uh, did his thing, and it was predictably, not predictable, but predictable that you knew Shane was going to do something crazy. What did you think of that match, and how live was the crowd for that match? Because I felt like there were some lulls, but as with all Shane matches, as I remembered, the high spots were off the chain. Right. The, the, the hot spots were, they, they, they were awesome. Um, him jumping off the cage, him telling, you know, giving the, the come on sign with his hand to the, to Taker, um, them being on the box and Taker throwing him through a table from, from outside of the barriers. Uh, you know, there are several areas of the match that were, they couldn't have been better. Um, but, uh, you know, there was a huge pop when St. Omac came out, you know, he had his free kids, which was, was really cool. Uh, that that was really neat from a you know older you know family type person perspective. Um, Taker coming out. There's nothing that's as cool as Taker coming out ever in the history of wrestling. So that was, was awesome. that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, most of the match was good. Um, I think where they fell off at, and again somewhere where just the WWE, the WWE has real problems closing out storylines. And um, I think that uh, what Vince McMahon did on Raw could have been done on at Mania uh, if he would have came out while um, while Shane O'Mac was on the stretcher. I think that was an, a perfect opportunity 
to close that out and uh, and and basically let um, Shane have control of, of Raw anyway, just like he did the night the night before last night in at at, uh, at Raw. That's, that uh, that storyline. We were all were happy to see Shane, but like they don't put a lot of thought into the rationale. Like first of all, there, there was this black box that Shane could have blackmailed it with anyway, and he could say anyway. He had to fight there. Then when he did the taker, like why would he still give it? Like why would he keep his word? But it could have been better events that came out maybe and said, "Don't jump Shane," you know. I'll just give it to you. Maybe he does it anyway to prove something. Like, I felt like they could have made it more compelling, but they went with what Shane, like, we could have written what they did just, like, without any thought. Right. I think, I think they left the, they, they, they could have, they could have closed the storyline out perfect. If, just like you said, having, having Vince come out and tell him to stop or right before, I probably would have let him jump. And then right before uh, Taker tombstones him, uh, Vince comes out and says something. Taker tombstones him anyway, gets the cover, and and then it's over. And then yeah, open and he would have felt more bad. Oh, I thought would I thought he um I thought even maybe Taker would show, but that was I mean Taker would almost show compassion to some. I mean he a little bit did, but like because you know Shane's so scrappy, it's almost like to bring respect. But you know I don't know maybe take, if it really is that mania, maybe he just walked off or something, or you know he doesn't want Vince to right. company. It um, but the but you can't take but what Shane did over any election I think we have to match, even though I don't think the match was really that great. Yeah, I think the match was. How did, say, what did you think of the match? I would say the match was good. I think I I think uh, Shane looked like he was in the best set that he's been in probably he since really he was. left the ring seven years ago. I think the match was me. good. I don't, you know, I mean, Taker's old too. You know, he's getting older. You know, I don't know if that, if those, those glory days of mankind Taker type matches are actually going to come back. Um, but that, that kind of goes back to what you said before. They're bringing these old guys in to fill in some gaps while they try to figure out what they're going to do for the future. And I think they, I think they address, a, you know, this, this coming, this coming cycle leading up to 33 in Orlando. I think they've started bringing those pieces up. To, to kind of fill some of those holes. Delaney, you have joined us. You're on CP time, but can you hear us? Can you hear me, Delaney? Yeah, I, yeah, I can hear you guys. What's up? What's up? We're talking. I don't know if you can hear. What, I don't know if you hear what we were talking about. Yeah, uh, I just heard you guys yeah, talking uh, about I didn't, Taker. I don't know if you were talking about. What was your take on the whole Taker versus Shane match? Um, I thought the match was I, – I thought it wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was. Uh, I give it about a five. The last five minutes were incredible. The first 25 minutes, they kind of dragged a little. Uh, it was, yeah, it did. I thought it was going to be a spot fest uh, because I didn't think I was going to get an actual wrestling match because nobody wanted to see them actually wrestle. This is when I thought, you know, we were going to get more of the smoke and mirrors. We were going to get maybe Cena coming down or maybe The Rock coming down or one of – one of uh, maybe even uh, Nick Foley, Nick Foley, you know, because him and Taker were involved in the first uh, Hell in the Cell. So maybe I thought, you know, this is one of their spots. I didn't think we were going to actually get a 30-minute wrestling match between two people that were older than 45. <laughs> yeah, I liked the match overall, but I just didn't. I, I thought it was just okay, and then with the spot, it just takes it. And he did the uh, the. 
Pandaminator. I forgot he calls it. What does he call it? Coast, coast to coast. But, yeah, I mean, I thought yeah. that was good. But I thought they both were doing the striking game. So it kind of wasn't – they both were just striking a lot. And I just – the style. But, of course, it, it, I thought it was probably the second best match on the card, honestly. I, I thought the main event was better than that. I mean, for what it's worth, if you you know you muted it, if you muted the main event, the main event wasn't all that bad. If you muted the main event, it's just <laughs> if you muted it's you know, wrestling. But I know what you mean the I, crowd can influence. I, 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 so expound on that though. Expound on that a little bit because you have a different opinion. Um, the the match itself was was actually pretty good. It's just that it doesn't help when you have. Your your champion, who's supposed to be a heel champion, playing to the crowd like he is a babyface. That it, it, he doesn't help the situation with trying to get Reigns over as a face when he's playing to the crowd as a face. It, it doesn't help. I mean, uh, it could have been anybody in that spot and they would have booed Reigns. So had it been somebody that the crowd was actually invested in, it would have been ten times worse. And that's something that they have to fix going forward. We saw a little tease of it. With his first promo as champion Monday night, with him saying he's not a good guy or a bad guy, he's the guy. So I hope going forward, you know, they try to, you know, make him walk that fine line more so he can kind of connect with the audience. Because I, I feel like that is why they do him, because he doesn't connect with them. See, that's, I, I think, and I said earlier, you may, you may have heard it. I mean, I think they boo him just because that's what they do, just like they do to Cena. They don't hate Cena. They just do it because that's what they, that's what everybody else in the WWE universe does. And uh, and looking around while they're while they're booing, you know, forearms to um, that um, Reigns is throwing, they're all smiles. They're smiling while they're booing. Um, I think it's just something that they that they like to do. And you know, with Triple H, you know, they they were cheering everything he did. It was almost like a game. It's a game to them to to uh, to boo anybody. Or boo anything Roman does and cheer anybody Roman's fighting. But I think it's I think too it's part of they know they can hijack a show and it's fun to hijack a show, especially when you feel like that guy has been pushed down your throat. Now Cena has been up so long that it's almost like a respectful where you boo him. But that was born out of real just sick and tired of Cena. And I think the same thing with Reigns. I think we're in the early stages of we're just sick and tired of – I mean, the fans are sick and tired of him being pushed down their throat all the time. I mean, I agree because if you look at uh, the Royal Rumble when uh, Batista went over at the Royal Rumble, they were cheering Reigns like crazy. So, it's it's just – It was Daniel Bryan. That was the impetus. Right. When Daniel Bryan – when he put him over Daniel Bryan, that's when everybody turned on him. And it's and another thing that people don't bring up, it's like when they were in the Shield, you could kind of tell that Rollins and Ambrose were going to, when they all were split up, that they were going to be better singles competitors. But their characters has evolved. Uh, Reigns still wears the same gear as when he was in the Shield. Rollins wears Good completely point. different gear. Ambrose wears different, completely different gear. He's the only one that still has the same exact gimmick. And it's yeah, just, that's on that's on that's on creative though. They, and you're right. That is, that he is exact, he's exactly the same as he was with the Shield, and that that's a huge it's problem. For him. I think. Creative. Go ahead, Brandon. I think that that's something that definitely changes though here in the near future. Um, I see him holding the belt for a couple months, three or four months. Um, this thing with AJ Styles will be the next pay per view. Um, but uh, Rollins comes back in May or June, 
so as soon as that comes back, I think that there's a, I think there will be a, a, a huge push for Rollins to get back in the game. Um, for uh, Cesaro, Cesaro uh, came back last night. There's a, there's quite a few people out there that are going to be pushing him and, and and going after his title and and have a real good reason to get it. Well, and, but that's my thing. You have to go forward with Reigns as a heel because all these people that are coming back off of injury, the fans are going to cheer them as baby faces. When Rollins comes back, he will be a baby face. When Cesaro right. came back last night, he was a baby face. When Orton comes back, chances are that he'll be a baby face. So it's like they're walking. If you're going to turn him heel now is the time because all his programs down the line are with baby faces. He has no real heel adversary right now, except for Kevin Owens. That's about it. And even then, in a one-on-one match, the fans are going to get behind Owens. They're, they're already yeah. behind him, man. That's, that's, that's what I was telling uh, uh, Marcy. I mean, that was one of the biggest pops of the night when he came out. Exactly. Good. Let's move on to the match. What was your, guys, you, uh, you come at me first, Delaney. Uh, what was your take on the ladder? I actually didn't see the ladder match because I didn't get home until late from Ubering. But uh, I came right in on right after the ladder match. But what was your take on the ladder match, Delaney? And you can jump in after, Brandon. Uh, I thought the ladder match was incredible. Um, I thought all seven guys worked really hard. Um, I didn't think that uh, uh, Zack Ryder would actually get the win. I thought they were just going to give him the hope spot. But when, you know, he, I saw him push the Miz down, I was like, yeah, they're going to let him win the title. But also, I thought all seven guys worked real hard. I thought that was one of the better matches of the evening, without question. Right. I, th- I think it was probably – um, in my opinion, I think it was the, the best one, and I'm a huge KO fan. Um, uh, Kevin Owens had a, uh, did very well. It was a, it was finally that time for him and um, Sami Zayn to come face to face in the ring. Um, that that was a a good draw. They had a good spot there. Um, uh, Dolph is always a big draw. Uh, I think I I, I would have preferred uh, Zack Ryder not to win that there, but. Um, but I think it, I think it was a neat thing to do. It was definitely something that was not expected. Nobody in the in the stadium thought that that was going to happen. And uh, but it, it was it was uh, it was an interesting match. Everybody worked hard, and they all they all did did great. The ladder match they got the ladder match down to a science again. I didn't watch it, but they got the matches down to a science. But the decision the decision to me, I, I just don't know what they're doing sometimes. Like. Okay, so you gave Zach this moment, and you make lose the title the next day. Like, come on! Well, and I, I and to the mayor of all people. Yeah, but well, I think they're going yeah, to set him up yeah. for for the for chase because it's more you want to see the babyface chase the chance, chase the title from from the heel champion. So it's as to make him lose on the first night. It's kind of they want to give him the sympathy. They want they want the fans to feel sorry for him and get behind him like like that. So I mean I don't mind him because the the his WrestleMania moment was for Sunday to happen. Now let's get back to the actual storyline of the. They, I think they'd rather have the Miz carry the title until Ryder is ready to actually carry the title because I don't see anybody else joining that Intercontinental pitcher uh, from a mid card standpoint because. Uh, everybody else, they getting. It seems they're getting ready to focus on the on the main title. You saw with the Fatal Four Way uh, on Monday that they're starting to put more of the focus on the main title as opposed to the, this time last year 
uh, after WrestleMania where John Cena and Daniel Bryan were your secondary title champions. Now you look at your secondary title champions now with The Miz and Kalisto. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a huge yeah, I feel like <laughs> I feel like some what's I don't I don't even want to get off on the Dolph engine cuz uh just it's, I'm so frustrated by the way they use Dolph. But anyway, it would be interesting if they would use one of the New Day as a let him have another championship. It's not unprecedented to the three-man team and one guy have a single title and the other two guys have the tag team title. That's not unprecedented. Well, I always thought that that would, would be a great idea to let one of them have a singles run or to give whoever the odd man out is at the time to give him a third title, a third tag team championship. So, Because they look ridiculous with two of them coming out with the title and one of them doesn't have the title. And I know they always switch who has the belt on, but just make yeah, a third free bird title. Rule. Has, I, yeah. I can't or remember. Did Freebirds have three? I can't remember. Yeah. I don't think they did either, but I think you're right. Carry around a little plastic title, just something to symbolize (laughs) that the three of them are the champions. I I think Big E could go could go for go on a singles run on his own right now, um, and and still be part of. I've always been so high on Kofi, but Big E, he's over too. He's he might be the most over of the three, which is funny. I think so. I definitely think he's the so most. So what was our what's our take, Brandon? You can start us off. What was our take on the match with the New Day and the League of Nations? I am I'm over League of Nations, man. This is that's a failed experiment. I think that they need to get uh, uh, now that they have Enzo and Cass up there, um, have those guys you know they're with the Dudleys do a little work with with them, and then push them into into a, a program with with the New Day. I think they would fit. I think they both have big pop. I think it would be a, a respectable title um, title bout to go back and forth with for a couple months. Yeah, uh, like he said, I'm 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 over the League of Nations. It doesn't work without Sheamus as the champion because the four of them as a mid-card tag team don't really work. But when Sheamus was the champion and you surrounded Alberta when he was the United States champion, it kind of worked more. It made them seem stronger and it, it, it they came across stronger on the TV. Now, the four of them are, you know, they're a mid-card tag team. It, it, it comes across as almost a, a joke. I mean, look at where Rusev was this time last year. He was in a major program with John Cena. Uh, what a year, a difference a year makes for a they guy destroyed like Rusev. Rusev. Oh, yeah, they destroyed they him. Destroyed him. Well, Rusev definitely was one of my favorite characters. He's one of my, my favorite characters over the last few years. I loved what they did with, you know, him and Lana and the, uh, the, the tandem that they made how he is he is a he's a serious heel, but he has a, a, a slight bit of comedy to him, which gives us a break from his aggressive side. And I think if they, you know, geared that more towards, you know, as I think they geared storylines more towards his strength instead of having them play a crony of Sheamus, you know, wasted him. You it's know, terrible. I think it, it, right. it's terrible. He is a great mid card, uh, upper mid, not even a mid card, but an upper mid card heel. Rusev is a great upper mid card heel. To see what they're doing with him, it, 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 it hurts me. Because he definitely was one of my favorite, more favorite characters. Let's move to the AJ Styles and uh, somebody said something to me. AJ Styles against Jericho. I thought that I thought it was a, a pretty good. Match. I thought it was like I felt like it was not 
quite, but, but it was like a mini main event caliber match. I really did. And I thought they, I'm not sure why they wrestled about 20 times before main, WrestleMania, and they could have built up to it a little bit. But I really enjoyed this match. I, I mean, I agree. Both guys are, they've been around the business a long time. So when the lights are on and the lights are the brightest, both guys really know how to go. Um, I didn't agree with, with Jericho going over Styles in that moment. If you were going to give Styles the win on Monday night to be the number one, number one contender for the title, I would have liked to see him go over at WrestleMania. That way the casual fan would get, you know, the casual fan would get, you know, to get used to him winning. So when now he's the number one contender for the title, it's not like, oh, he lost to Chris Jericho, but he's good enough to fight for your title. It kind of sends mixed messages when you do that, you know, the 50-50 booking instead of just, you know, going with a guy and giving him a streak of wins to have him build up a little juice or a little momentum going forward. Yeah, I like the, awesome. I, I like the, the, the match a lot. Uh, I, I like the match a lot. I think that uh, I think it, I think it was uh, it was a good book, well booked. It was the I think the problem, just like you said, uh, just like Delaney said, you know they, they've been doing this for uh, um, since AJ got into the WWE. I mean, it's been Jericho and him. So I, I think they could have held off on that and uh, just built it up to WrestleMania. But um, I think I, I was okay with with Y2J getting a W there. He's been taking some pretty good um, hits um, to AJ and, you know, the, the Y2 jackass stuff and, and all of that. He put him over pretty well. And I think it was, you know, let, let Y2J save face and uh, get AJ back in the ring um, Monday night and, and get him towards the title. I don't, think it, I don't think it hurt AJ to lose. It's jerked so much with the New Day got it back. The next, it's like WCW booking. They would have these matches on a Sunday night, and Monday would totally reverse the decision. And WWE started doing it too when the wars really got. Up. But it's just yeah, I don't know. It makes me feel like I did make six dollars. I didn't pay dollars like in the old days or forty or thirty. But it makes you feel like like why did I watch if you just tonight? Exactly. I'm, I've never been a fan of the fifty-fifty booking. I don't agree with guys trading wins and losses against, you know, other talent just to have them go over the talent he, you know, he lost to, you know, a prior week. If you're going to go with a guy, go with him. Give him one or two wins, you know, in a row. Give him three wins in a row. Build him up a little bit so that way when he is in a big spot and you do want to have him lose, that loss doesn't hurt him as much as because he's built up, you know, a streak of maybe three or four wins. And what probably was the match of the night? I don't know if you guys agree. We can start out, but I think this is the best, if you felt like this is the best match. But it seems like it's the consensus. It's the three-way women's match. match oh, I match. thought that night. Oh, I thought Blew it was phenomenal. Away. It was awesome. And these girls, I, I have not. Go ahead. I was going to say that it didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't as loud as I expected it to be in in the, in the, uh, in the arena until, they started jumping off the ropes, and, and Charlotte was, you know, backflipping in, into the into the ramp. Um, that was that that set it off, and it started. It really got got louder than that. And the I thing is, the with these girls, you thought it was great. With these girls, I thought that in these women, I'm not trying to be derogatory if you're listening, but with these women, <laughs> I haven't really connected. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, you know, they, you know, in a sports situation, you say young people are boys and girls, but um, right, right, right. I haven't connected, and I saw the hype about NXT, and I haven't connected with them emotionally. 
but because they I just saw they were just doing their move sets and there was nothing there, but this was so compelling and back and forth and when she hit the moonsault and it was something about Charlotte, like there was real emotion. It was like she realized what she was doing and not what she was doing. She realized what they were doing and I felt like that was real emotion. Uh I feel I feel like all three women uh were went out and worked extremely hard. But uh like if you watched NXT the the three women they've all had better matches with other women. Like if you look at the Sasha Sasha Becky match from Takeover Brooklyn, I mean that was probably one of the best best women's matches I've ever seen. And then you take uh, uh, Charlotte and uh, Natalia's match from the Takeover special uh, not too long ago when uh, Ric Flair was in Charlotte's corner and Bret Hart was in Natalia's corner. I mean they went out and had a phenomenal match. And then you look at uh, uh, Becky Lynch; she's had some great matches in NXT. So I think. Uh, they, they finally, the WWE, rest of WWE universe finally get to see them on on this big stage is, you know, was a, a, a eye opening because I mean those three women can really go and uh, props to WWE for really giving them the time to work. It felt like when even right down to the entrances, it felt like the match, this match was important. You felt it. You know, Charlotte got the the pyro and you know Sasha Banks got Snoop in the live and she was the only one with a live performer this year. So I mean it was. You know, and even Becky had the, the steam all around the, the stage. So the the level of importance that the match portrayed and the way they went out and worked was, I mean, uh, props to WWE, really. That was, I mean, that was the highlight of the night. They they all definitely know each other well. You know, down in NXT, with, with the only one left down there is Bailey. I foresee her coming up pretty soon. Um, but the, uh, the the whole four horsemen, they've all they've all practiced and worked together so much. They they really they really do know what's what's coming up next from from the other person, and you know they're 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 far more athletic than what was there when we're when we're talking about the um you know the bikini matches and things like that in the past. And I thought it, I thought yeah. it was really neat was that they that they changed it over to the women's then. championship. Yeah, Lita was a real athlete back then for for I mean Lundra Blaze uh, Medusa Michelle to a degree, but these girls are on another level. That's the interest was a hard worker. But, I don't think she was that good of an athlete, but Lita was legit. All three of the girls are legit athletes, and that that helps. That makes. Oh, I difference. would. Oh, I would love to see uh, Lita wrestle in today's in today's women. I think Lita, the old yeah. Lita, with some of these women. Oh man, they had five star matches. Uh, Lita and for Charlotte sure. for a women's title. Oh, they would have a phenomenal match. Well, yeah, they really one of my would. biggest interests is, is when is the WWE going to do a women's ladder match? Because I think that I think that, that some of these girls are excuse me women. Can do uh, could do very well in uh, in in just the, the same format as as what was going on for the IC title. I think yeah, I think they could they could do it. Like the uh, like the WNBA or like should we give them the six foot ladder? Yeah, we're gonna be. I was trying to be nice, but should we give them like a six foot <laughs> or a ladder? They, or, they get all. They get all NBA contracts. I know. I mean, I, even <laughs> saying that though, it's sexist. But even when you said that. It like made me worried. I was like, do I really want to see that? Do I want to? Do I want to see them get hurt? Yeah, I wouldn't want so, to see it with the right girls because I don't want girls. I don't want you, the ladies, to go in there and be sloppy with it. I don't want somebody right. like uh, Alicia Fox to go in there and hurt somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're gonna have something like that, have it with your your core women workers, like and give a page natty, and then the three other women that we saw. Um, on in WrestleMania, and I would even throw uh, I would throw Summer Rae in there just for you know for the long legs. She probably has a, a couple of good spots. I mean, cause I know they she's not gonna spot, go in there yeah. and hurt it. She's not, she's not gonna go in there and hurt anybody. 
Yeah. I probably went for the Bella. They, they need the Dusty Rose. Are y'all old enough to see, remember the Dusty Rose ladder matches where it literally was yeah. like the ladder that you used to paint? And that was kind of the, <laughs> that was kind yeah, of the ladder he would use. Yeah. That was the best Dusty they really could. Uh, they could probably higher than that. Uh, uh, not the last match of the show, but the match that we have not discussed. So I'm not going to the pregame matches unless y'all are dying for it. But Lesnar and Ambrose. I thought I enjoyed that. It was a, what I thought. They didn't take it as far as I wanted. I was hoping it would be Ambrose's Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret Hart moment. But they took it pretty far, and Ambrose got shots in. I thought um, it was weak. I thought I thought that they could have done so much more. The build up to it, the chainsaw, the you know, uh, mankind giving him the, or excuse me, Texas Jack giving him the, the bat with barbed wire around it. There was so much more that could have been done. Um, I don't think that Lesnar would have been a, would have been for it. Um, I to be frank about that. I, I'm I'm over Lesnar. I think that I think that uh, you know he's an awesome fighter. He is a beast. He is. He, I would hate to be him on the street and tell him this, but I think I'm over Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be I like they definitely, for the time that they gave. You know, they worked. They went about 15 minutes for the time that they gave. I thought the match was all right. I do not get the reason why you have a no DQ match or a street fight and you don't leave the ring area. I would like to see them go into the crowd a little bit, maybe up the ramp some, you know. But I don't have a problem with Lesnar going over Ambrose to that spot because I don't think they're quite ready to go with Ambrose as the number one guy. And if you're going to beat Lesnar at WrestleMania, I think it should be a guy that you're ready to push as, you know, your number one star in your future champion. So I don't really have a problem with the finish, but I would have liked to see them go over the arena a little bit and I would have liked to see you know, them get a little bit more time. I'm kind of curious what to do with Lesnar now. Maybe he'll take a break. Any cheats, but, uh, I guess he'll take a break. But he's not that man out right now. What they're doing, they seem like they really want to give him a rematch with Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, I think he'll probably go away. I think he'll one more. I think he, he's got one more pay-per-view date, and then he's gone until summer. Um, I think I I have to, I gotta look how his contract how his contract goes, but I'm pretty sure that um he's he he's for one more pay per view than he's done until the summer. And we did have a confrontation. It wasn't a match, well, technically it was the quickest match in the history of WrestleMania, but I really did. I'm not gonna say I didn't mark out when Bray Wyatt came out there for and the Rock had a cool interest, but I'm not gonna say I didn't mark out when Bray Wyatt came out there front of the rock because I thought he was going to get the kind of rub that he deserves. In my opinion, he's the most underutilized star, but it ended up being, again, and we talked about this, Delaney, before you came on, just the old stars, and Cena's you know, still active, just, well, he's heard, but still the old stars just going over the new stars and not giving the new stars a chance to like get any shine or get a rub. Yeah, I, I don't, I, the, the, the rock spot, who was until he started burying Bray. Like, uh, he gave him a couple shout-outs, and then he proceeded, you know, to bury him. I'm not a fan of your older guys burying your your new, younger talent, the guys that are going to be your the backbone of your company for the next 10 years, the guys who are going to be giving you 250 dates a year. I don't agree with the old stars coming back and necessarily burying those guys. I do like them trying to give them the rub, but 
you know, don't bury him. Like Stone Cold, given Xavier Woods the stunner, I felt like maybe he could have given another member of a, the League of Nations a stunner because, I mean, Stone Cold stuns everybody, but he didn't have to stun one of the New Day in that moment at that time. It would have been bad if the New Day had won the match. It, it didn't them lose the match, and he gets a stunner. You know, you know it's funny because that's Stone's personality, but, yeah. Go ahead. You know, as a uh, – I, I really like Bray Wyatt. I think he's probably one of the best and definitely the most underutilized. Um, but I, I did laugh quite a bit with the, uh, you know, you come out here as the eater of worlds, but you look like just the eater of Hot Pockets. I, I thought that was a good one <laughs> It was good. It, it that was, was good. A good one. That didn't bother me much with Delaney said because he held his own kind of and the inch rock gave him the props. What bothered me, and I, don't, I can't even remember, it. was it Luke Harper that he beat in six seconds? Like, the match was not necessary. Like, maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know who comes down. Besides, maybe Cena comes down in his house like they did, and that's just it. And maybe he's maybe the Rock one day. If I, and I know it was in Rock contract that he couldn't really have, he couldn't take contact, obviously, what we saw. He dished it out, but he didn't take it. But I, I, I really thought it took away broke the record in six seconds. Yeah. I mean, I had no problem with the actual, with rock, with the, with the rock part. Uh, that was, I mean, that was clever. It was a nice little fun little surprise that, you know, for the fans, you know, because as you mentioned, Ethel mentioned, uh, he couldn't get physical. Like, well, as physical as we thought that he would get, but you know, it was, it was, it was a nice touch. It, was, it definitely was a nice touch. Any party thoughts on that, Brent, on that match, that situation? It was good to see Cena back, at least at WrestleMania, too. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think the the, the six-second match was just a, you know, a, something that, that that was just thrown in at the last minute. You know, they were saying the, the whole build-up to WrestleMania, is, um, you know, that Rock could do whatever he wanted, and, you know, they, they never really said what it was going to be until the end. I think it was a good way to get Bray involved. Um, to have him out there, that place, I said I put a video on the IBS page um, of the Fireflies. I mean, the second that his music hit, the Fireflies were out, were up on the phone, the flashlight. It was, it was pretty remarkable. It was, and it was everybody. It wasn't just a couple. So I, I think, I, I don't think that it hurt um, Wyatt at all. And it's a testament, yeah, it's a testament to him that they jerk him around so much. They stop and start, and it's a stop and start booking that they've been doing for about. God, at least since 06, 07. I remember when they did it with Kofi and Randy Orton when he destroyed the, uh, the NASCAR thing. Like, they've just been doing a stop. They'll push a, mis- they'll push a mid-card guy, and it looks like he's going to be a main eventer, and they'll bring him back down. And that's one of the reasons why I basically watch mainly. I keep track of but I watch mainly during WrestleMania season. I think they've did, uh, I read he. I read Bray was dealing with a little bit of a back issue. That's why you know, they've cooled him off okay. a little bit. I read that he had he hadn't gotten real physical uh in matches lately because he was dealing with a bit of a back issue. So I don't know how bad or how serious they've it is. Him three times. They've cooled him off like three times though when he was fighting Cena two years ago. You know, they really they they push him up there, then they bring him back you know, I just don't I'm just so frustrated. That's my pet peeve. I'm very frustrated with that. Uh yeah, Jack worked for the guy WWE superstar. I couldn't hear you. 
I'm sorry. Did Shaq work for either of you guys as WWE Superstar? Oh, yeah, definitely. I thought, but see, my only problem was that it wasn't advertised. I felt like you were doing yourself a disservice by not advertising Shaq as a member of the Battle Royal beforehand. I thought had you, I agree. You, I, yeah, I thought had you advertised Shaq maybe uh, maybe on ESPN earlier that earlier that day or uh, that Saturday. I feel like you you are you're shorting yourself at least a hundred thousand viewers. You tell people Shaq is in a battle royal at WrestleMania, uh, they're gonna see his involvement. They're gonna see what he wanted to do. So I felt like they were doing themselves a great disservice by not advertising that beforehand. But I thought him being out there as a surprise. I mean, I thought that was great. Yeah, I, th- I thought it. Was, I thought it was awesome. Uh, when when Shaq music came and said Shaq up there, I was like, I, I was trying. I was running through the roster of NXT in my head. I was like, who is Shaq? And then Big Shaq walked out, the Big Aristotle. I'm like, oh yeah, this is awesome. <laughs> um, it did. It did. You did see that, uh, that uh, what a real seven footer looks like. Right. Right. Definitely. Yeah. That, it was, that, that was one of the things I was shocked at to see how actually big he looked against the Big Show. I mean, he was the same size. He was bigger than Kane. And so to see him right. how he measured up against other WWE superstars, I mean, that was incredible. Did Big Show shrink? Did the Big Show shrink? They've, they've made altercations before. It, I don't remember that discrepancy between the two men before. He was definitely uh, taller was, than Big Show. Yeah. Yeah, well, but I feel like Shaq they, hosted they, Raw. They I think it was one night when Shaq hosted Raw, and uh, him and the Big yeah. Show, uh, they, they teased a little uh, confrontation between him and the Big Show. So, I mean, I think at 33 in Orlando, I mean, don't don't quote me, but I think we might get Shaquille O'Neal versus the Big Show in some kind of in some way, shape, or form. It would be even better for it to be Dwight Howard versus versus that would be a lot more interesting. I think we. um, I think. (laughs) I think we've covered everything. Did we miss anything? Early early match. Unless you thought they. No, I don't think uh, I don't think we missed anything. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't think we missed anything. What was I your take on the whole show overall, Delaney? Did we get your whole um, show? Th- I mean, I thought the show as, as a whole in a vacuum, it de- it it delivered to a certain extent. I do I do feel like it was a little too long because I mean I watched the pre-show, so the pre-show started at five, and so this for the, for me to watch from five to four to not go off until almost twelve o'clock. That was a little too long. It was 11:30, and your main event was still going. So for us, for those of us on the East Coast, you know, I felt like, and then to get a, the last two had to, to have the last two matches drag like that, I felt like it was, it 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 it, it was going all night. But the show by itself in a vacuum, I mean, you can say what you want about the build going up and everything else, but WWE when WrestleMania comes around, they chance, they usually hit it out the park. And uh, so I think, all in all, I think it was a decent show. Do I think it was better than, you know, last year's show or the year before that? Absolutely not, because uh, I watched last year's show um, the other day, and last year's show, I mean, that was incredible uh, with the whole Ronda Rousey and Sting versus Triple H, and then you had Rollins cashing in. Last year's show was incredible. So to measure it up to last year's show would be unfair to this year's show. But by itself, I think it was, all in all, a decent show. I think we we covered it all. Uh, thank you guys. This was good. We got we I think we got pretty good chemistry for the first time podcast. We'll have to check back in. I'm gonna jump Jade. I'm gonna uh, bring him to the ring and do a heel turn on him because he stood me up here <laughs> for WrestleMania. And you guys are in. 
we're yeah, the new we're the new super, super stable and Jade is out. <laughs> thank you guys. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us on. No problem. I'll yeah, I appreciate it. I'm tired. No problem. Right, thank awesome. you guys.